0: Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments. Now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, also available on your Amazon Alexa as a skill. Um, There's going to be a couple of topics that we do touch on today, but we will start off by taking a very quick look at the FTSE 100, which is currently trading up um, at about 72.30 as we speak. Now that's very much jumping on the tailcoats of a very strong session in the United States overnight really driven by comments from the Federal Reserve um, in as far that they could be looking at interest rate cuts to help offset any impact of the trade wars. Now that's a massive change from the Federal Reserve as only six months ago we were speaking to people about how many rate rises there would be throughout 2019. Um, now we're looking at a situation where the Federal Reserve are talking about cutting rates. So that obviously shows that they have some concern about the economic impact of the trade war. Um, and that's really um, sort of spilled over into their minutes and some of the, the hints that they've been putting out um, very recently. And that came to a head yesterday. And we have seen um, quite a sharp rally. The Dow Jones overnight was up about 500 points. Um, and We did see a strong rally in the FTSE 100 this morning, touching about that 72.50 level. Um, We have traded off slightly since then. um, But yeah, that's very much looking at uh, accommodative monetary policy from the United States, adding a little bit more liquidity potentially to the global economy. So stocks are seeing that as, uh, as a good sign. We're going to move on now and touch on uh, a story which will be very familiar to a lot of the investors listening to this out there. And that is the story of Neil Woodford's equity income fund um, closing its doors to buying and selling for a period uh, of about 28 days. Now, this comes after a period um, that the fund has suffered substantial uh, redemptions um, from investors. An example of this is the Kent County Council pulling uh, £250 million out recently. um, And they are one of many uh, investors, uh, both on an institutional level and a private level, um, have been pulling money from the fund um, and it's actually seen the assets fall from a high of around 10 billion since this fund's been going um, to currently sit just over 4 billion in assets. So that's a significant drop in the assets there, and there's been a huge level of redemptions from investors, and that's really been causing uh, the fund some issues in terms of the liquidity, and really forced them into a corner where they've had to to stop investors actually pulling money from this. So obviously this is going to create a situation of some nervousness from investors. And, and when they do start uh, the buying and selling of, of the uh, the shares in the fund again, it's going to be interesting to see whether it does open up the floodgates um, for further redemptions there. Or if in the meantime, Neil Woodford is going to be able to install some confidence back into his funds. But we'd have to actually look at the, the situation that's led to this because he was very much a superstar fund manager um, with uh, Invesco Perpetual. He was there for many years. Um, he famously navigated the financial crisis and produced some of the best results um, on a global basis during that period and did very, very well for the armies of retail investors that were invested in that fund. He's obviously gone off um, on his own and he set up three funds. He's gone for um, very much an equity approach to things, as he's as he's been known for, with the equity income fund, patient capital fund, and uh, and a straightforward income fund. Now, one thing to notice there is the one that has been halted for trading is the equity income fund. Now that would suggest to investors investing into that, that there would be constituents within that fund that have high levels of stability in terms of the cash flows that are coming through to actually provide the income and and be included in such a fund. Now, We're looking at the performance uh, of this particular fund, the, uh, the Woodford Equity Income Fund. Now, if we compare that since its inception about three years ago to the FTSE All Share benchmark, We're seeing a 34% increase in the FTSE All Share Index. The FTSE All Share Index is an index of companies listed on the London Stock Exchange with at any point between um, six or 700 companies there. Um, So it's a very broad uh, representation of the companies listed in London. So they have risen as a whole 34%. However, those that have opted to employ Neil Woodford to manage their money over that same period have only seen an 11% increase in the fund. So there's a very sharp underperformance in that uh, particular fund, the equity income fund. Now, we really have to look at some of the companies that are in that fund. To get a better idea of the issues that we're facing and investors are facing with with this fund today, and if we're taking a look at the uh, the top ten holdings, it, there, there's a, there's a very stark difference between those companies that are included in the top ten. Holdings of Neil Woodford's equity income. And those companies that he tended to invest in when looking back to the Investor Perpetual Fund, where he did so well over many years, Um, he seems to have changed his strategy to some extent. We're moving away from uh, the real blue chip companies like GlaxoSmithKline, AstraZeneca, Royal Dutch Shell, for example, those ones that have very reliable cash flows and have very progressive dividend policies more towards those ones that could potentially be providing a strong income in the future, um, but not so much um, providing those steady incomes. In fact, some of the companies that are in the top 10 of this equity income fund are actually held privately. So that makes them very illiquid. And they're obviously in the early stage of their growth. And some of those are obviously not paying a dividend at this point. So to have them included in an equity income fund um, does raise some questions about the, the management of the fund. And that's really played out um, today because as some of these companies are privately held, it's very difficult to find buyers for them. And this is where we're starting to have a crunch point. Because these companies cannot be easily sold by Neil Woodford, he's not able to meet some of the redemption. So he's got uh, a job on his hand over the next uh, few weeks to come up with a bit of liquidity from these companies, um, maybe move some of them around um, and possibly put them into his patient capital one. So that's going to be interesting to see how he deals with that. Um, Just touch on some of the other companies there that's probably um, added to the downfill. We've got companies such as Purple Bricks Now, you've probably seen the adverts. uh, They are an online estate agent. They don't charge a commission. They had a tremendous IPO. They IPO'd at around a pound, rallied all the way up to five pounds. However, just in the last week, we've seen those shares drop down to about 90p and obviously well below the IPO price there. So that's been a catastrophe for that fund and the shareholders of that fund, the Neil Woodford Equity Income one. Another such disaster which has been in the news recently is Keir Group. Uh, They were very recently down about 40% in just one day. Obviously some issues there on the financial basis. The profits weren't as strong as people had hoped. So a very nervy time for investors in the once-superstar Neil Woodford Equity Income fund. And it's gonna be very interesting to see uh, what he can pull out of his hat in the coming weeks in terms of um, getting some confidence back and um, really getting some liquidity there to meet any more redemptions going forward. Um, So that is the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back online later on this week. Thank you very much. Bye bye.